Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is Julia, and I am so happy that you chose to be here with me today. This is going to be such a great conversation, such a fun one, such a powerful one. Um, But really quickly, last week, I recorded an episode on manifesting in the 5D versus manifesting in the 3D, like here in the 3D. And um, if you haven't checked out that episode, episode 111, definitely do so. I got a bunch of messages from listeners, um, mostly on Instagram, about how this episode and this idea of like really allowing and not micromanaging or trying to figure out or control the outcome of your life how this was so freeing and also made so much sense. And even though I think we've talked about this a lot, the idea that the most powerful, the most beautiful manifestations tend to come through when you attach to the feeling of what you want and not to the specific thing. And I think for a lot of people, this concept again is really freeing because it allows you to hold on to the general vision of a dream life, how it feels, who you're with, the pace of your life, you know, the vibe, the feeling of abundance and love and joy and freedom and flow and creativity and inspiration. Like that is what I'm talking about. Um, but not like needing to know exactly what you're going to be doing in five years or like the exact job or the exact people or person you're going to be with or the exact home or location is kind of maybe taking a step back and letting go of the specifics for a little bit. Um, especially if you're, if you're finding resistance in trying to manifest like more specific desires or outcomes or things, just being also really open and excited about the mystery of it all and what's to come. In my mastermind group, the Dream Biz Mastermind, we had our first call this week. Shout out to the Dream Biz Mastermind ladies. Um, but it was it was such a great call. And I, I think, in my opinion, it was so powerful because the women in this group, even though they're all coaches and mentors, they all have very different businesses. They're serving very different people. They have really different backgrounds and experiences and skill sets. But in a way, we all have the same dream. And this is because most of us, you, me, the world, like most of us have the same dream. And it's this this dream to live a life that feels happy and joyful and aligned and abundant. One where you're spending time doing creative things that light you up, spending time with people who make you laugh and who inspire you. A life where you're feeling grateful and appreciative of nature and the beauty of the world and where you're feeling connected and expansive expansive and you're, you're using your gifts and your creativity to serve others. That is generally what all of us want for the most part, right? So I opened the session, um, this Tuesday, this past Tuesday for the mastermind, we did a guided visualization where we really stepped 
into and saw our dream lives three years from today. And as I did the visualization, I was walking these women through a day in which they were doing all these things that I just talked about, like connecting, creating, tapping into this incredible source energy that we can all tap into, feeling alive, feeling inspired, sharing our gifts with the world. And I'm sharing this with you right now for two reasons. One is to remind you that what you really want, what you really crave right now is probably not the job or the partner or the money or the fame or the house or the vacation. It's to feel amazing. And that right there is something that you can manifest now. It is. And when you start to feel more amazing in your day-to-day life now, well, that's where the law of attraction kicks in. And it just, you become a magnet for more things that are amazing. So it's like, it's pretty simple when you think about it that way. But that brings me to number two, which is to feel amazing now, it might involve doing the uncomfortable or more uncomfortable work clearing the blocks, clearing the trauma, whether it's from this lifetime or a past one, it's working on clearing that stuck, stagnant energy so that you can become a clear channel to that source energy that can flow through you, allow you to connect with your greater purpose and allow you to live a life of freedom and love and happiness and all those things we just talked about. And that is, well, pretty much in a nutshell, what you're going to hear in today's conversation with Elise Bassine. So quickly, just a little background on Elise. Um, She is a breathwork practitioner. She's a spiritual mentor. She mostly helps women who feel stuck in their financial situations, their partnerships, their careers. And she does this by helping them release their blocks to step into their next level selves. So in this conversation, we talk a lot about purpose and I really love what she says about living your purpose and really that it's this ever evolving thing. It's not static. It's not like, Ooh, got my purpose done. Um, but more importantly, it's It's not about what you do, but it's about the energetic frequency that you're holding and that you're sharing with the world. It was just so powerful the way she describes it. And um, it just really resonated with me. But Elise's purpose and mission on this planet, again, is really to help people heal from their past to raise their vibrational frequency and carry out their soul's mission. And so in this episode, we talk a lot about some of the tools that she uses. We talk a lot about breath work because of how instrumental it has been in Elise's own journey and how she shares it with her clients today. Um, So she talks about how conscious connected breathing can really open the doors to your subconscious mind, allowing you to one, become aware of, and then break free of your traumatic past experiences, um, your limiting beliefs, and the patterns that are holding you back from manifesting your highest, most aligned life, that vision I was describing earlier. Um, And then finally, we talk about past lives um, and ancestral trauma healing. 
And sort of this recognition that all of these elements really do hold the keys to unlocking our full potential and purpose here on this earth. Um, I can't wait for you guys to listen. If you love this episode, if it serves you in any way, please share it with a friend, text it to them, um, or even take a screenshot and post it to your stories. You can tag me, Dream Your Life Now, and Elise at Elise Breathes. Um, both of us, you, you can get those handles in the show notes. Um, and that's it for me. I want to dive right into this conversation because it is so powerful. Um, and you will get to experience the incredible Elise Bassine. Hello, hello. I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, Elise, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I want to start with gratitude. So Elise, can you share three things that you are grateful for today? Mm, I love this. Um, Yeah, so I think today I'm feeling gratitude for my kids and like my family, you know, my little family that lives in my house, meaning my husband and my kids. Um, We just got back from vacation uh, and my kids just went off to camp today. And yeah, just feeling gratitude for our family and just watching my kids grow and, you know, just the gratitude that comes with that. How old are they? Um, They are seven and nine. Oh, yeah. Girls or boys or uh, my younger one, Hazel is a girl. She's seven. And then my son Levi is nine. I have a seven year old girl too. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. They're the best. Um, so yeah, so I'm feeling gratitude for that for sure. Um, and then also just a ton of gratitude for just where I'm at in my business. I was just writing before this. I'm, I'm teaching a masterclass uh, later today called Higher States of Wealth. And um, it's all about these spiritual principles that I apply to money and making money and making more money. And I was just kind of writing out what I wanted to share and reflecting on my journey and um, you know, just feeling a lot of gratitude for what I've created in the last three years. So feeling gratitude for that too. Beautiful. And now we're going to have to hear about that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Wait, did we do three? Your, your uh, family? Three. Okay. Third one. Hmm. Third one. I actually am feeling really grateful for my home too right now. Cause like we just got back from vacation and I always love, not always. There's sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to go home, but I felt really like I wanted to be in my house um, after this trip and just like in my bed and just in my own home and the, just the energy here I love. So I'm feeling gratitude for that too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, there is this feeling of, and I guess you don't get, have this with every home. I definitely have this with my home now. 
this feeling when I come back of this groundedness of this like comfort of like mine. I used to, when we were kids and we drive home from a trip, like being gone a long time, we'd all say home. And I do that (laughs) when I come home to my home after being, I do this like home and it's just this sweet feeling. Yeah, I know. It feels really, really good. And I, yeah, it's just something that you grow to appreciate. And then it kind of makes me, my husband is really the one who creates, not that I don't create the home, but like he, he like designed this home. He decorated it. He He did. Like he, yeah, he's really into that. So it also makes me have gratitude for him too. Cause I'm like, if I had to do that, I don't even know where I would start. <laughs> so like, I'm sure I would figure it out, but yeah. it's also been great to have somebody for so long, do all of that stuff and do it really well. So I don't um, have to think about it. Oh, that's amazing. I love <laughs> it. Um, all right, Elise, let's start with, um, who you are and what you do and who you serve. And then um, I told you, I was listening to little snippets of you on different podcasts over the last week. Um, I listened to a really cool one this morning, but I I don't really know your story. Um, so maybe we can start with what you do now and just like little highlights of how you got here. Yeah. So I'm a spiritual mentor and breathwork practitioner, and I work with women at various stages, some women who are wanting to just go down their spiritual path, discover their purpose, all the way to women who know their purpose and who are growing their own businesses. So I have programs that range from serving, you know, all of that in between that range. And, you know, for me, I have been on a spiritual path, I would say my whole entire life. Um, I always knew that I had certain gifts. I just didn't know what, like how to put words to it. I didn't know exactly what was happening, especially when I was younger, I could see things and I understood things about people and I didn't know how I knew them. And, and I didn't really have words for that until later on in life. But then when I was 19, I discovered breath work. So I've actually been teaching and sharing breathwork since I was in my early twenties. So breathwork has been a huge part of my life for half of my life, more than half of my life. So, you know, that's been something that has been a a building block, like a foundation in my life where it was something because I discovered it so young, um, it's just been a part of me and it's a part of everything I do in my business. So every one of my programs, every way that you work with me will include breath work. So that's just been a huge staple in in who I am and what I do. So when I was 19, I was struggling with an eating disorder and anxiety. And I just started searching for answers because I didn't know why I was feeling this way because I didn't have a particularly, you know, traumatic childhood, quote unquote, even though now that I know a ton about trauma, I realize that that's not true. But I didn't think that I had a traumatic childhood at all. And um, I was just searching for answers. So I discovered yoga, which quickly quickly led me to breath work. And then when I found breath work, I just knew that I was supposed to, that that was supposed to be a part of my life. And at 19, I just started doing every breath work training that I could find. And I started learning from these teachers that I would follow all over. And I did, 
you know, about four or five breath work trainings, different teacher trainings, all of these different things. And then I started teaching and sharing it when I was really young. Um, but, you know, I didn't actually have the wherewithal to start my own business until uh, 2019. And before that, I was a school counselor. So I was a school counselor for oh. 10 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just going to when you discovered breath work, what was it about breath work and like about the practice itself that felt so aligned for you? Because obviously like I, and I've, and I've done some breath work too, and I think it helps with anxiety and fears and all of that, but to know that it's part of your purpose, what, how did you, how did that come to be? Yeah. So I think at the time I didn't really know like why it, it was funny because I did one breathwork session and nothing really happened that I was aware of, but there was something inside of me that I just knew I was supposed to do that. And I also think it was because it gave you this perspective on things that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, you know, it kind of gave you this deeper perspective, this wider perspective. It changed the way you viewed things. So with breath work, you kind of access this altered state of being where you start to understand things that are going on in the subconscious mind. You start to understand yourself from a different perspective. You start to have awarenesses of things that you do, patterns that you engage in, things that you believe that don't necessarily have to be true or that you don't necessarily have to play out anymore. So it kind of gave me this freedom to look at myself and shift the things that weren't serving me anymore. So I think that ultimately is why, but at the time, I didn't know why, right? I just knew that I was supposed to do it. What, what kind of breath work are you talking? Because I know there's there's lots of different kinds. What was the one that you discovered? And then how do you teach breath work? Yeah, so it's called conscious connected breathing. And it's just a super simple circular breath in and out through the mouth. Um, and I've kind of taken it and made it my own at this point because I've been teaching it for so long. So my breath work is a very simple breathing in and out through the mouth, circular breath. But the way I teach it is if I'm teaching it live, I channel during it. So I'm basically like tuning into the higher realms and I share messages and kind of like a frequency transmission to help you create shifts in your life, release things that you need to release and just create a higher level of frequency within your being. And then also in my programs, a lot of what I do is I guide you to clear and transmute the familial and ancestral trauma that's stopping you from living the life you're meant to live. So a lot of the breath work that I have in my programs is specifically related to clearing certain energetic patterns, like clearing your patterns and your wounding around your mother, clearing the wounding around your father, your siblings, like shame, guilt, forgiveness. Like I have different breath work sessions for all of those different things. So I gear like what I'm the way that I create the breathwork session based on the thing that I'm helping you clear. So that's kind of how I've taken it and made it my own. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know that's so a lot. many questions here. <laughs> no. So first, just going back to the basics of breathwork. Um, can you talk about this altered state? Because I, 
the way that I've understood or practiced breath work is, um, and I've done different types of breath work, just like breathing, just to calm my nervous system and get more clarity. Didn't really feel like I was connecting to anything other than just getting more grounded and present in the moment. And then I've done breathwork sessions in a group where, you know, it's like an hour and definitely something happens and I get all tingly and stuff. I haven't, I I haven't thought about how my energetic frequency is changing, but can you talk about that piece? Yeah, sure. So a lot is happening when we're using the breath, right? So first of all, we are kind of forcing ourselves into the present moment because if you think about it, you can't take a breath in the past and you can't take a breath in the future. So if you are consciously focusing on your breathing, you are in the present moment. You're in the quantum field, right? Where infinite possibilities exist. So you're kind of in the state of connection to all that is, which is much different than how many of us are experiencing life, right? Which is you know, in our minds, reacting to what we see, normally reacting actually to what happened in the past, not actually what we're seeing, but kind of in these energetic patterns that we recreate without even knowing it, we kind of leave that and are in the present moment, right? So that in itself is kind of an altered state because you're you're out of that regular way that you're operating, right? And from mm-hmm. that space, a lot can happen. First of all, we can become aware of things that we weren't previously aware of, right? Just ways that we're operating, things that we're doing, beliefs that we have that are living in the subconscious. You know, you might be shown uh, an image of something hap- that happened when you were younger. Like maybe you see your parents talking about money and realize that you actually created a belief around money based on what you witnessed in that conversation that you're projecting onto your reality that you didn't realize you were doing, you know? So things like that happen where it's almost like you can become the observer of your energy and what's happening. And then the other thing too that happens is you get a chance to process emotional energy that's been suppressed. So a lot of what happens is we have feelings and emotions, but we don't know how to handle them. No one's ever taught us how to manage our emotions or deal with our emotions. So a lot of us are walking around with a ton of suppressed emotional energy. So when you use the breath, it gives you the space to process some of that emotional energy. And when you do that, it shifts, right? It leaves the body, it transmutes, it integrates instead of it kind of just being like stuck. Yeah. You know, and when that happens, automatically your frequency raises because you're not holding on to this lower frequency energy and you're not using your energy to hold it down. All of a sudden that energy is freed up. So then it's almost like you become a clearer channel So the life force energy, the source energy that's meant to run through you can more easily run through you. Mm -hmm. So that's why your frequency will feel higher or you'll feel more connected to these higher states of consciousness. And what what can we do when we think about manifesting and we think about someone who wants to create a life that they love, Mm -hmm. one that's feels good and aligned and abundant and all these feelings that we want, these positive feelings. You do breath work, you become a clear channel, you're more connected to source. 
And then what? Is it just naturally because you're at a higher frequency, you get the ideas and the inspiration and you can start attracting those things? Or like from your perspective, what's next? Well, yeah. And this is funny because I feel like this is a really good question. And I feel like there's a lot of misconception around this because I feel like people have this idea that like, okay, I'm just going to do this thing and then everything's going to change. I'm just a magnet for all the positive things that I want in my life. (laughs) And that's not actually how it works. So the breath work is such a powerful tool because it gives you certain levels of awareness, right? Awareness of things you might be doing, ways you might be operating, stories you might be telling yourself about what is true and what's real that might not actually be serving you and what it is that you want to create or manifest. So then you have the awareness to say, oh, you know, I'm operating from this wounding that I have around my mother, right? I'm operating from this place of not feeling good enough without realizing it, right? Right. But then it's your job. Once you have the awareness, you have to make the shifts and that's a moment to moment process. That's not something where you can say like, yes, it's very powerful to say, okay, I'm deciding that I'm done with this. I'm deciding that I'm not available for this pattern anymore. I'm I'm deciding that I'm going to elevate beyond this, but then you actually have to do the work moment to moment to shift it. So when you notice you're going into the old pattern, when you notice you're going into being afraid that you're not good enough, when you notice you're going into self-doubt, when you notice you're going into people-pleasing, whatever the thing is, you have to have the wherewithal to be able to shift that energetically within your own being. No one's going to do that for you, right? Like I can point it out to you. I can give you all the ways to shift it, but you are the one that has to do that in each moment when it happens. And that's the real work. That is the real work. And I think that that's the work that people don't want to do. They want the quick fix. Like I'll do some breathing (laughs) and I'll raise my energetic frequency, but I'm not going to like, even if I'm aware of these issues that I have with my sister or my mother or self-worth, I don't want to go there. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to. So can we talk a little bit about the work and this was, let's talk specifically about the woman who feels stuck and like she knows maybe, maybe the woman who knows what she wants and knows the subconscious or maybe now conscious things that are creating that kind of stuck energy, but is in this place of like, okay, but how do I actually do the work to move towards this life that I ultimately desire? Yeah. Well, I think one of the most important things is getting support with it, right? Like having somebody that can guide you through it because that's super important. I don't recommend trying to do this deeper subconscious belief and shadow work on your own. It's pretty much impossible, right? Um, So that's the first step is finding somebody that you feel aligned with or drawn to that can help you. Finding the tools that you feel aligned because there's plenty of tools. I think breathwork is an amazing tool and it's one of the things that I teach, but there's plenty of other things out there. You know, I teach energy work. I have different meditations that I give people, journaling, so many different things. But you have to find what works for you. And sometimes that might be trying different things to see if they work for you. Um, But it also just has to be a decision that you're going to require more of yourself and you're going to push yourself beyond what 
feels comfortable, what feels normal. And also you're going to place value on that over most other things in your life, you know? And I think that that's really difficult for people, especially if you, you know, whatever else is going on, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're, you're whatever you do in your job or whatever. It, it's about placing value on that over, you know, how you identify as all of these other things and what that might mean to you. Because a lot of why people don't want to do that work is because they're already deciding that they're going to have to give up something that they identify with or they're going to lose something that feels comfortable or that they associate with feeling connected or feeling loved or whatever it is. And that is not necessarily true. Sometimes it is, but also you have to get to a point where you're placing value on your own fulfillment, your own happiness, your own purpose over all of those other things. Yeah. When you talk about energy work, can you talk a little bit more, more about what you mean and how you put this into practice? Because I think um, there's, I think there's a lot of listeners and just a lot of women in my orbit who are, for the first time, maybe open and interested in what it means to manipulate their own energy and very curious about this. And maybe this is like just the time and space that we're living right now. But um, again, when it comes to like how do I actually put this into practice? Like that's where I think you can intellectually buy into something, but then it's like, okay, but for myself, how do I do it? Yeah. It's like, oh, I get why that would work or how that would be helpful, but then how do I actually do it? Yeah. So that again is a really good question because this idea of energy work is it's broad, right? But it's also quite simple. And the simple fact of it is, is that whatever your intention is, is real, is true when it comes to energy work, right? But you have to be the one who's going to decide that you're going to hold a really strong energy around what you're deciding that you want to create. Because, you know, words are incredibly powerful. They're like spells. Like when we we can use our words to spell cast and to create an energy. That's why when I teach, like in my certification program, I teach people how to create powerful affirmations. And that's one of the most important things I teach people is like, you need to be impeccable with the power of your words because they hold very potent energies. So that's energy work, right? Is even just the words that you speak. If you're saying like, I'm going to set the intention Like, for example, every time I teach something, I will set the intention, this is going to turn out better than I can imagine. And it always does, you know? So it's stuff like that. Like, that's energy work. Like, I'm going to use my energy. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But I do. So, and that's the simplified version of it, right? And that is energy work. However, for me, um, I teach people how to channel energy work. And I have very specific things that I include in it, like specific steps that I include that I feel like encompasses everything you would need to encompass in order to create a very powerful energetic shift, right? So there's just certain elements that I have, 
you know, based on what I've learned, what I've seen for myself, what I've seen work for my clients, me, and, and all of that, I've created like a, a system of energy work that has multiple components that I think are very important. And, you know, and that's for the person who wants to really go deeper into understanding how to create these really powerful energetic shifts for people. However, it can be as simple as setting an intention. It can be as simple as saying, you know what, I'm not going to subscribe to this way of thinking right now. And I'm going to shift into this other way of thinking, Mm -hmm. right? So that can be energy work as well. And then, you know, there's some really simple energetic tools that I feel like everybody should know about, which grounding, like you, you talked about that you heard me share about that on another podcast episode, Mm -hmm. grounding, connecting with your guides, creating a bubble of protection around you, learning how to clear other people's energy from your field, learning when you've taken on other people's energy, learning how to cut energetic cords, like all of that is super simple and important just to be able to tune in and understand your own energy. Because what energy work really is, is it's you taking your power back. Mm -hmm. Because by you understanding that you are the only one who has agency over your own energy and how you feel and what you experience, that's taking your power back. And it's Mm -hmm. realizing that you don't have to be pushed around. You don't have to be swept up in a tidal wave of whatever is coming at you. You have agency over how you respond and how you hold yourself within the experience of life that's happening around you. Yeah. And I love what you said about the intention, whether it's a verbal intention and you say it out loud or what you had described in this grounding kind of meditation where you're imagining yourself being rooted to the core of the earth. And even with that thought, that's energy and you are like, you Mm -hmm. are being grounded and rooted in that. Um, Your thoughts are energy, right? I mean, your words, everything. I, I love this so much. And I'm, I'm wondering with, again, going back to the woman who feels stuck maybe in finding purpose Mm -hmm. or alignment and doesn't know what the intent, like the intention, I guess, is to find my purpose. But there's also this, the, the energy of desperation of wanting something so much that it is creating resistance in a way. So there is the like also letting go, right? But do you have any words of advice or simple tools for that person who's just like life is there's something missing like Mm -hmm. I'm not showing the best of myself I'm not seeing the best but I don't know what it is exactly that I want or what's next okay I have a couple things to say about that first of all you probably do know you just haven't allowed yourself to like fully sink into that or admit it to yourself, right? Because like I said, a lot of times we associate really honoring what's true for us with losing something or how's it going to affect other people or how's it going to affect my life or whatever. So I'd invite everyone to sink into like this question of, well, if I did know, what would it be? 
and just letting yourself kind of sit with that. You don't have to have the answer come right away, but it's kind of a great, I, I always like to do this thing where it's like you live in the question, right? Of like, okay, well, I'm going to live in this question of if I did know what my purpose was, what would it be? So there's that piece of it. And I understand that for some people, it's a process, right? So the first thing I would say is, what is it that you're naturally drawn to? Like, what is it? Because usually the universe like leaves you these little clues of like, go here next. So if there's a person that you're really drawn to their work, if there's a modality that you're really like, if you're really drawn to astrology, or if you're really like, whatever that thing Mm -hmm. is that you feel like, I constantly want to know more about that. I'm constantly reading about that. I'm constantly looking at that. Go there, do that, you know, and even, and that doesn't mean that's necessarily your purpose, but it's probably going to lead you to the next step and the next step and the next step because your purpose also isn't something that's like static either. It's ever evolving and it's always changing. And like, it's not something that it's like, okay, now I found it. And now like everything's fine, you know? And a lot of what I see in people's Akashic records is that they're here to hold a certain energy or hold a certain frequency on the planet. And whatever way they decide to do that is the way they decide to do that, right? It doesn't have to look one certain way. So I think it's important not to get caught up in that either. We, I, 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 I want to ask about this because I think this is super interesting. Um, it's not about what you're doing per se. It's about the energy that you're holding and how you're interacting with people and with this world. Like when you access this for someone, can you just give a heart, like a, a, a tangible example of what this looks like for someone? Yeah. So, I mean, I can use myself as an example, right? Like yeah. I'm meant to hold a certain frequency, right? Whether I'm doing that through breath work with people, whether I'm teaching people about money, whether I'm helping someone grow their business, whether I'm helping someone clear trauma, like there's all these various things that I do, right? But it's all about me transmitting this frequency that I'm meant to share, right? So whether it's through money, whether it's through breath work, whether it's through business, whether it's through the Akashic records, whether it's through helping you find your purpose, helping you heal your mother wound, like it's all the same thing because it's all this frequency that's meant to come through me. But the most important thing is that I'm sharing it. So a lot of times when people don't feel like they're being fulfilled, it's because they're actually not allowing themselves to share the frequency that's meant to channel through them. So you could also be a hairdresser that just has these really incredible conversations with people and you're sharing that frequency. It doesn't even have to be. I could, but that probably wouldn't be satisfying to me. Well, for you, but it, but like in terms <laughs> of, because yes. like, I, yeah. I had a conversation about this and it's like, I was asking is, you know, um, a postal worker ever living their purpose. And it was, the answer was like, well, yeah, if, you know, yeah, they're connecting absolutely. with the people in a certain way and they're sitting in that, they're sharing their gifts or the, yeah, like it's, it doesn't matter what the profession is or what the title is at all. And I think we get here on time and space or whatever we want to call it, get so caught up in that versus how we're supposed to be and what that feeling is. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's all about just being authentic to what it is that you want to do and you want to share and how that feels like it wants to come through you. And also like, there's nothing wrong with like being a postal worker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you don't need to, it doesn't even matter who you're talking to, like whatever, if that feels good for you, then that's totally fine. But I think it's more about if people are feeling this feeling of like, well, I feel like there's more, right? Yeah. I feel like there's more that is meant for me. There's more that I'm meant to create. There's I'm I meant to expand beyond where I am. You know, it's not even necessarily about purpose per se. It's also just about looking at, well, like, what what are you telling yourself or what are you subscribing to that says that you have to stay here where you are? You know, like there's nothing wrong with wanting more. And as you like answer that call, you'll find like, what is the next thing or what is the more or or how does that, how does that look? Right. You just have to allow yourself to, to say yes to that, you know, and to like do what you're drawn to do. And allow yourself, give yourself permission to want more. I love when Abraham Hicks says the the mantra of the universe is more, 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 more. But yet we're told. Absolutely. Because no, we're always like, growing. Ask for more. Yeah. We're always being called forth to grow and to expand yeah. beyond what, you know, we thought was possible or what we thought was the limit or whatever. There's always more. So it's just about being okay with that and allowing yourself to, to go down that path of what more is for you. Hmm. Okay, so I want to go back a little bit to um, ancestral traumas and mm-hmm. going back, and also kind of how you help some of your clients by accessing akashic records and looking at the soul's journey. Um, like I told you, I just did my first past life regression, which was crazy, Elise, because um, the I'll just briefly tell you, but basically I had done a a different Akashic records reading and the person, the medium was like, oh, you've traveled with your youngest son um, in many, many lifetimes. And in the most recent lifetime, um, he was actually your youngest brother and you were in the foster care system. So it just explained some of the like protection I feel over this little boy. Um, And in this past life regression, I went into this life or I saw the whole thing. I'd never seen anything like this. And I felt like an older sister and I had this little brother and there was this stuff that came up about really feeling judged and unsupported by people. And I'm like, am I making this up or what? And then the person who led me through this said, oh, your spirit guides are telling me this was your most recent past life. And this brother that you had is actually your youngest son right now. And I was like, this is two different mediums, both telling me about this past life. And then I experience it, which was just wild. (laughs) So I'm like, if I need evidence, this was evidence. But I'm also like, there's gotta be thousands of different lives. And I know there are because I've been shown some of them. And anyway, I going back to kind of like, why I was shown this particular life. Like there's obviously a reason, something that I'm needing to heal for myself. And there is definitely something around judgment for me, 
which came up in my conversation with you that we had a few, I guess it was a few weeks ago too. But I'm kind of at this point, I'm like, I don't really know what to do with this. Like the awareness is great. And there's like some compassion that I feel and I'm still processing it. But I would love to hear from your perspective. And maybe we can also share some tangible examples of like, why do, what are some of the benefits of this past life healing in your perspective? But also when we think about ancestral trauma, like how is that showing up today and how can we work through that to manifest our best lives in this present life? Yeah. I mean, well, as far as past lives go, I, I think it's only, okay. How do I put this? I think with past lives, when it is significant to know something that will help you heal something that you're coming up against in the present time, then I feel like, yes, it's, it's, makes sense to look at the way that past lives can affect what you're experiencing now, right? Like, for example, with me, I had a, I did a past life regression where I saw that I had lost a child and it explained so much of how I had fears around my own kids. And like, I got to heal a lot of that through that experience, right? Because I feel like it was actually very present for me to be able to heal that so that I could move forward without some of these fears that I had. Right. So that's just an example. And you feel, and and you're healing that through seeing that there was a reason that you felt this way. And then. Yeah. Seeing that there was a reason that I felt this way. And also, you know, I worked with some healers around it to like shift the energy and just shifted it within myself, you know, But I think as far as like just your question about it, I think it's important for you to kind of tune into what that is for you, you know, of like, okay, well, why is this coming up? What is it that I need to know, you know, and ask, because I think that's the most important thing is to tune into your own guidance around it and see what comes forward. Obviously, it it is coming up and that's important, but it is important, I think, to just tune into what that is for you. You know, people always say, why is this happening? And I'm like, ask, ask the question, you know, like ask it out loud and go into a meditation or just ask it out loud and journal or any modality or just, what do you mean by ask? Well, I think it's important to play with it in a lot of different ways, right? So asking just in like allowing yourself to be in that question and then seeing what answers come forward to you. You could do a channeled writing aspect of it where you write the question at the top and then you just write and see what comes Mm -hmm. out. Um, You could do a breathwork session where you set the intention in the beginning. um, Show me what it is that I need to know about this. Do the breathwork session, see what comes forward. Like there are so many different ways that you can play with tuning into that energy and seeing what that is for you, you know, and just using your intuition as to what feels aligned for you. So, you know, with past lives, I feel like there's always, it's important to work with them when I feel like it directly relates to something that's happening in the present that's ready to be healed. Now, as far as ancestral trauma goes and ancestral programming, I think this is incredibly important to look at when we want more, right? Just as I was talking about how we always want more, that's the natural way of like the human is to evolve past 
you know, where we currently are, what we always come up against is the trauma and programming of those that came before us that's living in the cells, that's living in the DNA, right? So we've all had ancestors who have been in poverty, who've experienced persecution for stepping forward with their gifts, who, you know, have experienced war, like chaos, horrible things happening, right? And who maybe wanted to realize the fullest versions of themselves, but couldn't. So when we decide we're going to step forward into this new version of ourselves, this next level version of ourselves, what we'll come up against is the programming that we're carrying from the ancestral lines. And a lot of times it can feel like, I don't know if this is right this is scary. This feels wrong. You know, what if I fail? Can I really do this? That's ancestral trauma. That's ancestral programming. So like an example of this would be, oh, go ahead. Do you have a question? Well, no, I'm just, cause I, I this is so, I, I get it, but what's hard for me to wrap my mind around is like, our souls are separate from the cells in our body. Right. And our souls and also, everything is happening at the same time. So I, why is this so hard for me, at least? I don't know. But I'm like, it's all happening at the same time. And our it's not like our souls came into this body and chose our parents. Like, how is that actually affecting us on a soul level? Because it's all connected, right? Mm-hmm. And many people, most, actually, I think every single person that I've read their Akashic Records came in with the agreement that they were going to transmute a lot of this programming and a lot of this trauma so that we could elevate to a higher level of consciousness. So the soul and the, yes, you're not your body, but it's also all connected and it's all connected energetically. So it's your soul is not connected to these ancestors. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, yes, there's a part of you that is a higher being, right? That knows that you're not, you know, these lower frequency energies. But then there's a part of us that is attached to that because there's also a part of us who has had these many human lifetimes and human experiences. Yeah. Yes and no. And the other thing I would say too is I would refrain, and this goes for everybody, not just you, I would refrain from the, um, the need to figure it all out. I know. I know. I'm, I have a problem. (laughs) I have a very big problem with that. I want evidence. I want to like figure this all out, this whole puzzle. And And there's no figuring it out. Right. No, I know. But at least there's like coming to a place of like, okay, I'm okay with that I'm okay with not understanding all of that. I think that even what you just how you explain that right now, like that's enough for me right now. I think um, what I do want you to touch on though is that everything is happening at the same time. So how are we actually holding on to all this if it's still just happening at the same time? Well, it's a matter of perspective too, right? So there's many, many, many ways of interpreting reality. There's many different perspectives on reality. So from our human perspective, things are not happening all at the same time, right? They're happening linearly. 
So it's also important to have the awareness of that. And at the same time, have the awareness that yes, things are not, think from this higher perspective, everything's happening at the same time. So part of spiritual evolution is being able to hold multiple perspectives, right? So there is a perspective where yes, everything's happening simultaneously. And also one of the things I just want to highlight about this is really part of being able to work with spirit, tune into your higher guidance and manifest is having the awareness that we cannot know everything from our human perspective. Mm -hmm. So the way that things are unfolding and the way that things are happening, the way that things are manifesting, yeah, you're not always aware of. And you know, have you ever manifested anything that came through in a way you thought it would? Almost never. And, never. and that's, and I know that I know to let go of the house. And I definitely, this is something I teach all my clients is like, no, we like the end result and the feeling and like, let go of how it's going to happen. Cause you don't know, and you will never know the best, most efficient way. So that I'm okay with. It's, <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, it's more like, the nature of reality that I think, and this is why I think for me and my soul, this podcast has, is so in alignment because it allows me to have these really big questions that in some way it's frustrating because I'll never know the answer in another way. It's exactly what I need to fulfill. Yeah, no, I totally, I agree. And I love in my certification program, we, we go deep into some of these questions of like the nature of reality and all of that. I love talking about that too. And there is like just certain things that we're not going to know, or that might not make sense. And that's also okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's just part of being human is being able to be okay not knowing or being okay, just kind of living in that question and allowing ourselves to be surprised or, or trusting of the natural unfolding of things. Someone I had on the podcast recently said, when you get to the other side, you will weep at how perfectly beautiful everything is. Mm -hmm. The order and the precision of everything. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can just wait for that. I can wait and have some open questions, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to keep asking and keep hearing new perspectives about all of this stuff. Um, and I could also just talk to you for hours upon hours upon hours. And I, and I'm looking at the time and I think there's so much to think about here. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to just close out anything that you are sharing, um, or that you feel like would help listeners. Um, and then of course, share how people can connect with you a little bit about the program that you have, um, and anything else that that's top of mind for you. Yeah. So I just want to kind of close, like, you know, close out the ancestral trauma piece because, um, I just want to say, this is something that it's not like you have to be like, okay, now I need to go heal all my ancestral trauma. Yeah, It's just a natural thing that happens as you evolve, but it's really important to be able to understand why and how it's happening and be able to like have tools to shift it. Right. So I think that that's kind of 
how I see that and why the process of expansion and growth and creating a new paradigm for yourself can feel scary or can feel challenging or can feel like I don't know what to do next or I feel stuck is because of that ancestral piece. So I think that's just really important to be aware of. Um, So yeah. And, you know, with everything else, I think we kind of hit all the different aspects. Um, (laughs) So in to find me, um, you can find me on Instagram at Elise underscore breathes. Also on my website, elisebreathes.com. I also have a podcast called Reclaiming Consciousness, which I do a lot of teaching on there, plus have some awesome guests. And then um, if you want to try my breathwork session or my, you know, my type of breathwork, you can sign up for my email list and you'll get um, my breathwork for financial freedom, which is really cool. It's a two-part um, series that I have. It's like mm. a transmission around the 5D freedom embodiment codes that I've channeled plus a breathwork session to embody this new paradigm of freedom. So you can find that um, on my website or on my Instagram if you want to try that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, let's see, what do I have? Well, the the main things I have going on in my world, you can, you know, obviously follow me on Instagram and follow my stories because I'm always sharing um, everything that's new and upcoming there. But the main things that are always happening for me is I have my program, The Metamorphosis, which is the first program I created to heal familial and ancestral trauma and find your purpose. So for all of those people wanting to understand their purpose, that's for you. Um, and then I also have my certification program, The Metamorphosis Method, where I teach you how to facilitate breath work, channel energy work, and use the trauma tools that I've created to heal familial and ancestral trauma. And then I have my Mastermind Accelerated Wealth for women who have just discover their purpose, are business owners, and want to grow their business to five-figure months and heal the trauma that comes up in the meantime. So that's the main things. Um, I also have my membership, which is a monthly breathwork membership, if you really like the breathwork. So that's another place, easy place to connect with me too. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Elise. Any like last I mean, I know, like you said, we touched so many different things today, but um, any advice, like a last kind of words of wisdom, and maybe you channel this, maybe you don't, but just something that you think would help people right now on their own journeys of, again, creating a life that they love. I think it's just so important to trust what you're being guided to do, even if it doesn't make sense. I feel like that's been the thing for me that has helped me grow and expand so much is just trusting what I know to be true, whether or not it makes sense to other people, whether or not it's uncomfortable for me, but trusting it and acting on it anyway has really gotten me to where I am. So I would definitely just invite everybody to lean more deeply into trusting themselves and their own inner knowing. 100%. I love that. (laughs) I just love that conversation so much. I hope that it served you. I hope that you took something away from it. Again, if you feel like any of your friends or coworkers or family members or anyone in your life could benefit from what we talked about today, please take a moment, press pause and share the episode with them over text, or you can take a screenshot and share on your social media um, and tag myself and Elise. 
In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening, wherever you are in the world. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon.